Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to today's update program here on Double K Country. Normally, Andrew Pitkin, our news director, would do this for you, but I'm Mike Carbon. I'm going to step in on this update program because a little bit more sports-oriented, which we don't normally do on uh, the update program, but uh, with no Tiger Talks and certainly a lot of people probably wanting to know or at least curious about what the summer might look like or next fall as far as uh, interscholastic athletics and uh, things like that. Don't know that we can answer your questions in full, but uh, we might be able to at least see what's going on, and we're going to do that with Nevada High School Athletic Director John McNeely, who joined us on the program today by telephone. And, uh, John, how are you doing? Doing well, Mike. This has been definitely an unusual time for all of us, but we've tried to make the most of it here in the McNeely household and, you know, have have been blessed throughout this time. We've got to spend a lot of quality family time together. So uh, in that regard, anyway, we're thankful. And at the same time, I'm sure that, uh, you're ready to get back to what you, what you normally do during the day, aren't you? <laughs> it, it's been interesting, Mike, because I have not been into the office probably – more than a, if you put all my hours together, probably not more than three or four days total since the first of March. And so the interesting thing to me is I don't know how I can be gone that much and not just have an overload of things to do, but it hasn't necessarily been that way. We have been doing a lot of communication among ADs naturally uh, through email and through text and different things, and that's helped the process. And we did have one face-to-face meeting among our conference ADs on May 15th. So a lot of that has given us a little better idea of how to proceed. But, uh, yeah, not being in the office for that stretch of time has has been a challenge, not a huge challenge, but it's just been such a different situation to have to endure and i'm sure that 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 as time goes on though things are going to start to back up as we start looking at uh, the fall seasons and and things like that hopefully that they're going to go off without without a hitch at some point and and i'm I'm guessing that at some point you're going to you're going to kind of feel a little bit of pressure of that workload though aren't you probably as we get deeper in the summer i think that would definitely be the case now the thing that factors in is there's so much uncertainty that goes on. And so what we have tried to do on our end of things is really just kind of sit back, take it all in, and then try to put ourselves in a better position when we actually absolutely get to the point to where we have to make a decision on what it's going to look like going forward. Let's talk about some of the things that have been happening uh, here lately. There have, been, there have been a couple of things that have come out uh, here recently. The, the Missouri State High School Activities Association uh, put out some, uh, I guess you could call them guidelines here recently about uh, summer workouts. So let's start there and uh, voluntary workouts, uh, team activities, things like that. So for those who uh, may not be aware, what are some of the things that uh, Misha has been putting out in regards to the summer? Okay, Mike. Really, there's two things that are really pertinent when it comes to summertime activities for student-athletes in the state of Missouri. One would be the number of contact days that a coach of a particular program is allowed to have with the participants within that program. And that contact day limit is 20 per sport. Now, Due to the current circumstances, MISHA has lifted 
that 20 contact day limit. So it's not going to be enforced. As a conference, however, the Big Eight has come together and said we are going to enforce the 20 contact rule. So as a conference, that's how we're moving forward. Now, the other really major impact as far as we're concerned with summertime activities as put out by MISHA is the removal of the summertime dead period. Now, in the past, we have always scheduled our dead period around the Vernon County Youth Fair. This year, after doing a lot of consultation and having a lot of discussion, we adopted the same practice that probably the majority of the schools in Missouri utilize, and that is we scheduled our summertime dead period to coincide with the fall sports dead period, which is the week before the first practice of fall sports can take place. That week before is dead for fall sports participants. So that is a week that will still be enforced at this point in time, according to MISHA, and it really does not impact the thing things the way that we had it scheduled for this year. In the past, with the removal of the summertime dead period, it would have affected this. But with the way that we scheduled this year, that's really not going to impact us. There are some other loosening of things MISHA brought out in terms of competitions and things like that. I don't see that impacting us from what we know in terms of how we're going to proceed moving forward. Yeah, I did see, uh, I, I can't remember who it was, but uh, there was a game at uh, Joplin High School. It might have been Joplin and Seneca. I may be wrong on that. But uh, uh, I think a couple of schools got together, played a game, played a baseball game. Uh, is that, uh, so you're saying that's not something you really see from Nevada at this point? Well, we really don't know. And we don't anticipate that because we really, when we look at the time frame of things, in terms of our coaches being able to contact their athletes and share their athletes, particularly those multi-sport athletes, in a more tight window than what we typically see in the summer, we think that's going to be a challenge in and of itself. Now, we're not going to rule out our kids going to a camp. It will be interesting to see how the events that, say, our basketball programs have attended in the summer, if those will move forward, if there's even going to be an opportunity to attend those, and then if they do carry them forward, what they're actually going to look like. So right now we're really focusing on trying to get our kids to where we can get them back in the weight room, back in some type of conditioning program that's organized by our coaches, and then also start filtering in those sports-specific instruction days that are going to be limited to 20 per sport. What would uh, people need to know? You mentioned the, the weight room and conditioning uh, opening up uh, starting on, on June 15th. What, are, what would people need to know and what would you want them to know about uh, how that will be, how that will be organized? What precautions are taking? Uh, uh, obviously, uh, still being early mid June, so I guess uh, what what has to be done to make sure that that's done safely? That's a good question, Mike, and I don't know if I can answer it in detail at this point in time. 
Now, I will say this, and I appreciate the way that our central office administration has guided us in moving forward. We have purposely steered away from being a guinea pig. We kind of want to see what things are like. There are several area or conference schools that are initiating the return much earlier than what we are, probably two weeks prior to when we will start. So what we're trying to do is put ourselves in the best position to make the most informed decision that we can with what we know at that point in time. Now, I can assure you, and we talked a little bit about this with the conference ADs, it really depends on your local health department and what their guidelines are. Coach Bailey at Lamar gave a pretty detailed account of what exactly was going to have to take place when Lamar returns to their weight room and starts workouts. So we will make it very clear with our coaches, and that's one thing that I appreciate about our coaches. It's interesting because when you sit in an AD meeting, you will hear ADs For instance, one of the discussions was, well, I don't think that our coaches are really going to like this or jump on board with this, and I can't promise you that they won't roll out a ball on days that are supposed to be non-contact days and conditioning only. And I've talked to Dr. Bishore and wife and Mr. Darter and Mr. Miner about this. The composition of our coaching staff in the Nevada school district is one that they are going to support outwardly anything that we do. So we will make sure there's clear communication on exactly what needs to be done. And I fully believe that our coaches will 100% do their best to make sure the facilities are as safe and sanitized as what they can possibly be. And I would also mention our high school custodial staff and our maintenance people who are really in tuned and have done a really good job throughout this process of making our facilities as safe as possible. I was going to say, you know, even though certainly nothing is foolproof, I would think that the the staff of uh, at least the R5 school district, having done what they've been doing since they started back in, in late March, would be as well as as, as well informed as anyone uh, as far as to knowing what needs to be done inside those facilities. Correct. I'm I'm very confident in the plan that we will put together. Now I've. I found it interesting, Mike, about all of the documentation that has been issued by certain agencies so early in the process with so many unknowns still remaining. So what when coaches have a, they've approached me and they've asked, well, I've got an idea, you know, date-wise for my camp, but I just don't know what I'm going to be able to do when it comes to camp. And So what I have suggested that they do is just stay very basic with their plans. Just put together a basic plan. Don't make it detailed at all because, quite frankly, we don't know what the details are going to be. Let's take football, for instance. We don't know that we're going to be able to snap a football from the center to the quarterback. We don't know that we're going to be able to practice handoffs from the quarterback to a ball carrier. So all of that has yet to be worked out. And 
I don't want wasted time and effort from our coaches thinking that the situation is going to be one way when they find out later on when we're better informed that it's going to be a different situation than what they had planned for. Well, it's uh, certainly going to be interesting as we move forward. Speaking of coaches, there have been—we uh, might as well touch on that. There have been some uh, mm-hmm. recent. There have been some recent coaching hires, and uh, uh, the R Five School District has always uh, uh, been one that uh, likes to promote from within, and you've done that again uh, with uh, with girls basketball, volleyball, and uh, as well as uh, girls tennis uh, with uh, those hires. And uh, uh, again, uh, I guess uh, obviously the, the the positive in that it continues uh, continues the continuity in the programs. Correct. And the bottom line was, Mike, that we just felt like we had really excellent inside candidates for those positions. When you look at girls basketball, Coach Howarth has been invested in that program. He has grown and learned. He had a great mentor, and he went in and simply absorbed so much of the philosophy the relationship building, the X's and O's of the game from Coach Bartlett, and really we're excited for Coach Howarth to take over because we know he'll throw everything that he has into this position. He'll be good for the program. He'll be good for our school. He'll be good for our community. So we look for the success in that program to be maintained as he takes that program over real similar situation with our volleyball program. We've had a tremendous head coach who has a tremendous grasp of the ins and outs of the game of volleyball in terms of not only developing talent with their student athletes, but also with in-game coaching and strategies. And Coach Dodson has been there. She gives Coach Thorson so much credit in terms of her development as a volleyball coach. She's enthusiastic. We've been so pleased, and I know I speak for the Central Office Administration, for the High School Administration. We've been so pleased with both of our new head coach in their roles as assistant coaches. And when you do the things that a program needs you to do as an assistant coach and go about it the right way, it's such a great preparation for what lies ahead. If we look at Coach Dodson, she's done a lot of the behind-the-scenes work that a head coach typically does, particularly on the girls' basketball side of things. So she's in good shape to take over. Uh, you, there's always some question when you're promoting coaches to a head position for the first time, but we really think in both of those programs this transition is going to vary to be a very smooth transition and that we will see continued enthusiasm and success in those programs. Now, when we look at girls' tennis, it's a little different situation there. Coach Hurd does not have a lot of experience with, in terms of tennis background, but when we looked at the overall picture and we're trying to decide what was best for our student-athletes and we reached out, he was very accepting, very honest with us. He wanted to make sure that we could put the girls in that program in a situation to where they were going to get quality instruction each and every day. So 
what this is going to look like moving forward with Coach Hurd as the head coach, but we're going to have some outstanding leadership, outstanding uh, teaching of fundamentals that takes place in the practice setting by how we, at this moment in time, feel like we're going to be able to compose what will be a girls' tennis staff. So all three of those people are about Nevada High School and what's best for Nevada High School. And that was very evident in talking with all three of them through that process. Well, all good hires, and I look forward to how they do with those respective programs. And I've, I've talked to a couple of them, and I can't imagine being a first-time head coach, and you know, the first <laughs> thing you have to do is a summer of unknown. <laughs> and so uh, they've, they've had more thrown at them than they, than they probably deserve at this point. <laughs> They have, and just, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head, Mike. There's so much uncertainty. You you would really feel like you're going into a territory that you've never been before, even if all this wasn't going on. So what we've tried to do with both of them, and both of them have reached out and, you know, just say, can you give me any direction on, on where we're at, what we're thinking, and again, response that I gave them, don't feel pressured to put anything together in terms of detail. Just get your camp dates kind of figured out, and we're just going to have to wait and see exactly what camp will look like when that time rolls around. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing how things progress there during the summer months. Hopefully, they're progressing forward. We know how agonizing it was uh, for student-athletes uh, to uh, have to uh, sit out their spring seasons. Nobody wants to see that again. And uh, I'm the last person to worry about things that are four months down the road. I, I just don't go there, but I know that uh, you all have to think about that a little bit. What would be, what would your – and to kind of wrap this up, what would be your message to, uh, to Nevada Tiger, Lady Tiger fans, uh, as we hopefully look forward to some fall sports seasons? Well, right now we're planning on being full go when it comes to the fall of 2020, and we certainly hope that indeed will be the situation. We can assure our patrons, our participants, our fans, our community that everything will be done to make sure that that is indeed a safe venture if we embark on it. It's been interesting because you've seen some reactions to this situation. Some may be tied directly to the situation. For example, Harrisonville is not going to have C-team athletics, which I don't think is directly tied necessarily to the situation that we're going through. I think it's somewhat financial as well. But I'm not so sure that you may see some other schools take action or make changes to what their current situation is. So that that'll be interesting but we're certainly at nevada high school nevada school district planning on uh when fall rolls around as of right now we're planning on full go and uh that's certainly our hope and our desire and our want but with full understanding that this is a very fluid situation and uh you know there's a possibility that that might not happen but that's certainly our hope and our prayer is that when fall gets here we are much closer to being back to normal 
than what the last few months have held for us. I saw that was the last question. I got one more. One thing came to mind because I remember yeah. I had a conversation with, you know me, I always got one more, but uh, the, sure. uh, um, when I remember a conversation I had with uh, Tiger baseball coach, Danny Penn, when the, when the baseball season was ended and we did an interview about that. And, uh, uh, and the question, and there, there really are no silver linings out of this other than probably, as you mentioned earlier, getting to spend more time with your family and getting a lot of that uh, uh, to appreciate. But my, my question to him was do you think that your players who are coming back will have a greater appreciation for what they have available mm-hmm. to them and and I guess maybe going forward maybe those student athletes uh, at least I'm going to assume it's your impression as well that uh, they'll have a greater appreciation for the opportunities that they have I think that is 100% truthful and I think that's true for all of us I think this has given us a chance to really sit back and appreciate what we have it's let us take a really close look at what our priorities in our life were and maybe rearrange those a little bit because so much of what our lives revolved around were taken away from us. So I know in talking to student-athletes, and I really appreciated the efforts of our high school administration, our coaches, our central office administration, to move forward with virtual uh, banquets for our athletic programs and then the great job that Marsha Hooper did with the Senior Awards Night. And I don't think that people understand all the work that goes into that. I want to give give Mr. Darter uh, a huge expression of thanks because, for instance, on the Winter Sports Banquet, he had that video crash on him twice and ended up spending over 50 hours putting that thing together. And as a school district and as a high school, I just want people to know how blessed we are to have the administration that we have with Mr. Darter and Mr. Minor, two people that genuinely care. They're in it for the right reasons. And it doesn't take you very long to interact with them to see that that is indeed a very genuine concern that they have. And from the very start, the major one priority, the number one priority from our school district is we're going to take care of our families and we're going to take care of our students. And that's the approach that we have taken. But I think, Mike, that is exactly true. I think when things are taken away from you, you certainly put yourself in a position to where you see it for what it's really worth. And I think our athletes definitely see the meaning fullness of participation in athletics probably more so than what they ever have yeah and before we close out i, I before i get emails and letters i i, I probably because i'm a play-by-play guy i probably unfairly said student athletes i probably should have said all extracurricular activities because uh in fact i should have said that because band has their summer activities uh things like that Correct. so it's not it's not just athletes there are all the extracurricular activities uh uh which you oversee as well have uh, have had some obviously a lot of effect and hopefully they can get their summer activities in as well Correct, and that's something that Mr. Darter again and Mr. Miner have done a great job with of making sure that we leave no stone unturned and that all of our programs that have been affected, we have a plan for them moving forward. All right, we appreciate it, John. I appreciate the work that you all are doing over there in the Nevada R5 School District and uh, trying to see if we can get moved forward and uh, do it safely and uh, appreciate the time and uh, we look forward to seeing how things progress and, uh, and uh, wish you the best this summer. 
Same to you, Mike. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. The Mid High School Athletic Director John McNeely joining us on this update program. I'm Mike Harbett for Double K Country.